welcome to the comic book lair. Lair, lair, lair. How you doing, buddy? You like that little echo? I did, actually. We don't even need a little sound effect deal. We got you. We got the best beatboxer in town. I wish you were the best beatboxer in town. I used to think I was decent. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> you would, would you beatbox on your own? I would be practicing beatboxing, dude. No, you wouldn't. All the time, dude. I thought I was decent. Dude, decent. But when, you know, it turns out like when you are sitting there by yourself and it's just like when you're singing, you know, you're like, yeah, dang, yeah. I'm pretty good. I and then like this. you record it or someone records it and you watch it back and you're just like, oh man, like how did I even think I was decent? Yeah. It's like those people that go on American Idol who think they're just so good and just can't do it. You are my brother, <laughs> my best friend forever. You could make it. And then you got people like that are your best buddies that are be like, dude, I think you have a chance. Yeah, yeah. That would be you, me to you. You do that to me. Yeah, yep, that would be me to you. I would be like, dude, you could do it. Try out. Uh, how was your week, man? Um, Terrible. Let me tell you this. It's just good to be hanging in the lair right now. It is. It dude. was a rough week. Yeah, man. I think we both had rough ones. This time of year, as I think back on it, is never a good time of year for me. What goes down? I don't know. But this is the time of year I quit my job the first time around <laughs> two years ago. And uh, I don't know. I, I just get unhappy during the fall for some reason. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the gloomy weather. I don't, and I think the fact that, like, literally in our house at fall, a sickness is running through. Like, oh, oh that's, yeah, every that's normal day. in a house with little kids. Yeah. Every day. And Getting I'm ya. tired of it, bro. Sick of being sick. I mean, I was sick for like five weeks. I'm you like, you were sick for quite a while. And I'm like, finally, like, legitimately feeling good, except for I've got this frog in my throat now, bro. Ugh. Get yeah, dude. I hope this isn't me forever now. It might be. Nobody will like me anymore. It is making your singing voice a little octave lower. Well, maybe I'll join the choir. Maybe you'll join a cappella group. <laughs> All right, dude. I do have uh quite a story to tell you what happened to me at work this week. It wasn't fun, I'll tell you that. Was it let me ask you this. Yeah. Was it more or less embarrassing than walking around a cabin with nerds all over your beard? <laughs> it wasn't embarrassing as it was. It was more painful than embarrassing. All right. So I, I go to work early on Thursday and I didn't eat breakfast because I'm waking up early, just like shooting at the door. And by this time, it's like Thursday's like my Friday. So I'm like out the door, you know, I got to be there early. I'm not making breakfast. I'm like, I just want to get to work. I'm rolling out of bed late because I'm tired. You know, it's like my last day of work. And I grab like a granola bar and I, and I go. And um, right when I get to work, uh, I eat half of the granola bar and I just leave it on my desk. And I'm like, I'll eat this other half later start hammering at work it's like 11 30 now i gotta check some emails and get ready for lunch and i'm going and i get sit down on my desk and my granola bar is still there and i'm like dude i gotta eat my granola bar 
And I grab my whole granola bar. Pop, like it's just a half of it. So it's not that big. Pop it in my mouth and I'm just grubbing it, checking emails. And next thing you know, I'm like, I thought it was like spicy. I was like, why is this granola ball or granola bar just like spicy, dude? It's like my tongue is feeling weird. Like my lips are starting to burn and sting a little bit. I'm like, what the heck is with this granola bar, dude? I look down on my desk and there had to be two, three hundred ants. No. Just bebopping around in the wrapper. I said, no. no. I looked down on my shirt. No. Ants, dude. I had ants on my face. I had no. ants on my hands. Little red fire ants. No. Stinging my lips. Oh my, my tongue. Gosh. I probably ate at least 50 ants. And I didn't even know. I was just eating them. I swallowed the whole bar, ants and all, stinging my tongue, stinging my lips. No. Dude, I freaked out. Like, I was like, what am I doing? I just ate a bar of ants. Oh my gosh, dude. It was terrible, dude. I had to, they were crawling in for like two hours after that. Like, I would go to my laptop and they would be crawling in and out of my keys, just bebopping around still. It was terrible. It was terrible. My my lip was all stung up and they numb. Were stinging you. Get me, dude. Oh no. I don't know how literally I don't know how many I ate cuz my my little wrapper was full hundreds of them in, in the wrapper. Did you swallow before you realized? Oh, I Oh yeah, 100%. It's all the way in the belly. Oh, before my. before I finally realized it was ants, I I had in my belly. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on because I ate the first half and it was fine. And this one, like, and I couldn't feel them like stinging me. I don't know what it was, but it just felt like I was like eating some spicy salsa. <laughs> I was like, why is it so spicy, dude? What is going on? And then it wasn't until like the outside of my lips started getting stung all over the place. Then I realized like, okay, something's weird here. This isn't right. Holy sure, sure moly. It was bad. So that's just, I'm, I'm just telling you, that was like not even, like that just summed up my week right there to just put a little cherry on top. Bleep. A little, little cherry drop. That was it. That was a little cherry topper, dude, to my week. <laughs> <laughs> a little ant snack. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Other than that, um... I don't have nothing cool to say, man. It was a rough week, just um, really long, kind of exhausting, tiresome week. Just had a lot yeah. of challenges at work and home. Just, it was tough. It was a tough week. Yeah, man. I didn't even get a lot of reading in. Me neither. It was rough. I'll tell you this. I bought a lot. Did you? I did not read a lot. I didn't even get to get to my shop. I didn't even get to get. <laughs> I didn't even get to get to my shop this week. <laughs> How would, you even, how would you even say that sentence? I didn't uh, even get to get to my gift. <laughs> Good grief, it's getting worse and worse as we go. I didn't even get to get. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get to go to my shop this week, is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Good grief, we're doing good. This is starting off great. 
Let me tell <laughs> stop thinking about it. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I didn't know this, but a buddy of mine pointed this out. Uh, we're getting close to our hundredth show. I know, bro. This one might be it, actually. No, I think this is ninety. Is this ninety nine er? No, I think it's ninety eight. Are you sure? Yeah, this is ninety eight. All right. Well, that's pretty impressive. Hundred shows in the books. We got to do something big for that. I know. You know what I keep thinking about though is holy smokes, dude! A hundred years, two years without missing a beat. Yeah, we haven't missed one beat. <laughs> we just get to get to be here. We just get to get, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that is cool. We should think about something for 100. I don't know what we could do. I mean, yeah. but that's pretty neat. Maybe we should record an episode. We'll probably just do a normal epi. Oh. <laughs> uh. Hey, did you get to listen to the interview we did with Tyler? I did. How do you think we did? I think we did pretty good. Um, I I was surprised uh, how good we did, to be honest. Me too. I think we asked some, I think we asked some, like maybe some deeper questions that maybe he wasn't expecting or maybe he like hasn't been asked before. Yeah. And uh, so I thought that was neat. Uh, I think, I mean, we had fun, like. We were, we, yeah, we did. you know, so it, it was cool. I, I enjoyed it. I was nervous. As, I mean, we all know we were nervous as heck, but, um, dude, I was like the, 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 like, um, come down from that. Like it lasted like a week for me. I was stressed out going to bed. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I like couldn't after even, we, after we, uh, dude, I didn't even get to get to sleep. <laughs> I didn't even get to sleep either, dude. I was like all all night just thinking about it. But um, after we listened, after I listened to it, I think it was pretty. I think it was yeah. pretty good. I thought oh, we it. did all right for a first. Yeah. I think he made it really easy, though. Like he, I was just about to say that. Yeah, like he just uh, was it really easy to talk to. He seemed excited and obviously passionate about what he does and thinking about it. So that all just went smooth. Yeah. I think it went as smooth as it, as it could have gone. Um, yeah. I don't have any, any bad things to say about it. I thought we did pretty decent. Yeah, man. Are you stoked? Basketball's going down. So stoked, dude. Let me ask you this. Cause... Can I tell you something really quick without yeah, yeah. you judging me? No, I ain't judging. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love basketball, bro. <laughs> like your favorite sport? Like when I watch football, I still like it because I really like the Niners and it's fun. But dude, the the like how pumped and nervous I get watching basketball. Let me I ask don't you know, this, dude. I love it. Let me ask you this: Does it take you back to the days playing on the eight foot hoops at the old yes. elementary school in Lake Havasu? Dude, you know what always cracks me up? <laughs> I we think were you pu- were there th- this day. No, maybe it was just me and our other two buddies. I don't want to say their names in case they ever get mad at me. Yeah. But we were out there and I, we were shooting around and I was shooting threes, bro. Just draining them. Like, on the eight like, footers or the 10 no, footers? No, on the 10 footers. Like okay. at, at the high school uh, oh, yeah, yeah, basketball yeah. court. Yeah, yeah. And I'm draining them, dude. Like, I'm like, dude. I'm, just making it rain? Yeah. I'm like, I might be pretty good. And... <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and one of our buddies says to the other to one of our other to our other buddy who's playing with us, he's like, 
he should be on our team. Like he could be our whatever. I don't know what he was saying. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude, I should be on the team, bro. I didn't make another shot that whole day. <laughs> <laughs> you folded under pressure, dude. I do that though. I don't like people to tell me what they think about me or tell me that well, what they think I'm good at. Cause then all of a sudden I'm way too in my head. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sports is mental game. Yeah. It's a t- it's tough. Like you would not think a lot of sports like dude so yeah. mentally taxing and difficult. Well, let me ask you this. Do you believe in beginner's luck? Hmm. I don't know. There's some type of skill there. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me ask you this though. I think people like, can get on hot streaks. That's what I'm what yeah. I'm thinking. But like, like that is a good example. Like I show up to the court, I'm just draining threes. I think it was like 10 out of 13 or something like that. That's pretty good. Sometimes I probably wasn't that, but I'm just shooting from the hip here. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go bowling and like my first game is like, dude, I'm a decent bowler. But then my second game is like the rest of the basketball. Yeah, like there's I'm no not consistency. doing nothing. And that's what sets apart people who play sports professionally from average Joes like you and I. How dare like you. we're just not consistent. Yeah. I mean, look at the basketball world. A perfect example is remember Jeremy Lin? Yeah. He came out of nowhere with like the Knicks and was like mm-hmm. just doing great. Now he's probably playing in some league in China. Yeah, I think he is actually. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, he was great, and then I don't know what happened. Yeah. I mean, it happens to everybody, but you did pretty good, I'm sure, shooting them threes. <laughs> I just remember when we used to go play basketball in those eight-foot hoops, and we used to think it was NBA Jam, and we were the coolest yeah. when we were really not even barely mediocre at regular basketball. But we were pretty good on the eight foot hoops. I still think to I think about that court all the time because I'm like, man, my kids would love to go play basketball. Dude, there. It was just so fun because you're just playing for fun. Like there's no yeah. like everybody's just having a good time. There's you really can't, you know. It really was NBA jam in real life. A hundred percent was NBA jam. Like you know when you and I could dunk it, we're having a good time. <laughs> I mean, they probably weren't that great at dunks either. Like no, looking back, no, they dude. were probably terrible dunks, but we yeah. thought they were really cool. Yep. So let me ask you this back to basketball real quick before we get into our BO dub. I seen a, uh, maybe you can explain this to me. I, I seen a commercial about this tournament, this like in season tourney. Yeah. What is yeah, this? Yeah. What is going on with this? Are the players excited for it? It just nope. seemed like it's more. Of a thing where they're just going to play games and get hurt. Yeah. Well, it's it's literally, there's, well, how do I say this? It was an attempt, you know, one of the big things, one of the big complaints about the NBA is most people are like, no, none of these players are trying in the regular season. Right, right. And so, you know, they're trying to think of ways to spice up the regular season. And one of the things they were thinking is like, we should have an in-season tournament. Well, bro. These dudes make so much money. You know, the only benefit, as far as I can tell, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me. But as far as I know, it's just a pot. You're playing for a pot of money. And it's like, if you're a player, you win something like 5,000 bucks. And these dudes are like, we don't care Dude, that's about 5,000 bucks. No. Like, what are they thinking? I seen a trophy. I thought on the commercial they had like a trophy and the, there might be a trophy, but like, they don't care about that trophy. 
No, they were trying to like all talk it up. They're like, who's going to be the best team in the league? And it was like cool production commercial. And I was like, what is this? I wonder if players are stoked on this or if this is a real deal. Is it like a single elimination deal? Like, what is it? I don't know, because it's literally just in season. Like, it just goes against your normal win-loss record. Oh, really? As far as I know. That's weird. I guess we'll find out more as it happens, but Hmm. weird. I got to try something. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Is basketball ratings just that low? They got to try to do something like this? I don't know about the ratings being low or not. I just know a big critique that they always get is that the regular people don't tune in for the regular season. Well, I know. I know. I, I do understand that. I bet a lot of players, like some of the games, they're just like, Hey, I'm just here to play like whatever. But when it comes to playoffs, obviously they step it up to another level. Yeah. And then I know it is kind of disappointing. Like if you're a fan and you can afford to go to one game. So they changed that rule too. Yeah. And the game you go to your favorite player sitting on the bench because he needs a rest day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they changed that and they made it a rule so that if you have like more than one star quote unquote on your team. Uh, you can only be resting one of them on one day, like mm. purposefully. Like the majority of your stars have to be playing every night. What happened to just playing the game like they did back in the day? <laughs> Is that a deal anymore? <laughs> Sorry, the, that way, came off the way you <laughs> delivered that was like you were Charles <laughs> Barkley. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm serious. Like, even in. In all sports, it's kind of like that. It's just, I guess it's changed so much. Even in baseball, like, you know, you see relievers come in and they pitch against two or three dudes. When relievers back in the day, they pitched like two or three innings, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I can't even pretend to try to give a good answer to that. I do know it's frustrating as a sports fan, but I don't know, man. You hear the arguments like the game's changed. They're so much more fast-paced What's changed and harder. about baseball? I don't know. Baseball, yeah. They're throwing it like 105 every time they pitch now, though. Yeah, I mean, they're still bringing the heat back in the day. Look at Nolan Ryan. That's true. I don't know. This is why I said I don't know. I mean, seriously. Dude, let me tell you something. This is, I just hit just hit me real quick. I know we're sports layering it up here, but... um, Okay, so... Diamondbacks are in the World Series against the Texas Rangers, right? How weird is this? So the last time they were in the World Series was 2001, right? And that's when they won. They had Randy. Oh, so that's who I watched that. Yeah, they had Art, Randy Johnson, Shilly, and all that. And that was the same year Randy Johnson hit that bird midair Mm -hmm. with a pitch, okay? So this year's World Series... The games are being played on the exact same days as they were in 2001. Huh. Like today's game was game one, Friday, October 27th. In 2001, it was the same day. But Weird. Just, yeah. And this year, a dude on the Diamondbacks, one of the pitchers, hit a bird. No. Yeah. I'm almost certain hit a bird. We are living in the matrix, bro. Dude, what a weird deal. Then and like both teams like two years ago lost over a hundred games and like they're both in the World Series now and like two years separated from like being terrible teams. Both teams yeah. last year were terrible. Um so just a bunch of these weird coincidences. There's oh, somebody who threw out the first pitch in two thousand and one threw out the first pitch is gonna throw out the first pitch in this series too. I think it was George W. Is it dubs? Yeah. 
and so that's another coincidence of so it's just a weird weird deal hmm so crazy pretty pretty cool but let me ask you another sports question yeah you think we paid nick bosa too much because that guy ain't doing nothing do he I've read an article that he even came out and said like his holdout during the offseason because he didn't do any offseason stuff with the Niners is holding him back from like being the player he should be. Mm. And I'm like, well, duh. Like, yeah. He probably sat around eating fatty cakes until you got paid. And that's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. I wish I could look like that and eat fatty cakes. So he's pretty strong. Pretty ripped. Pretty strong looking. <laughs> All right, dude. Wait, really quick. Yeah, yeah. Does Brock Purdy suck? No, that was just a tough game. I think for him, I think so. He went into he went into concussion protocol after the game. So at the end of the game, he had to be obviously having some effects from whatever hit he took to get mm-hmm. that to then end up in concussion protocol. And I just think it was he rushed it. I don't think he's been in a lot of those experiences where he's had to go down like you know, like game winning driver and you're when you're down and he had plenty of time. I think he had a timeout left. Um, just rushed it. Yeah. But that other interception he threw was pretty, was pretty bad. Pretty bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, a buddy at work, he's a huge Cowboys fan. He's like, Mr. Irrelevant was looking pretty <laughs> irrelevant, irrelevant there, but <laughs> and I was like, whatever. I was like, knock it off. <laughs> But what do you say we get into the little uh, little B.O.W. action going down? Dude, let's do it. Our B.O.W. for this week is the Kill Lock. And I want you to do me a favor before we jump into it, okay? Go right ahead. Let me hear what it is first. I want you to, to do us all a solid. If you I want me you... to pronounce a name, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I know you've been practicing it all week. So could you just let everybody know who the story and art is by? All right. So Kill Lock. Uh, it's an IDW book from Levio, Levio Romandelli. I'm not going to Did I get it right? Oh, yeah, you did. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You're welcome. Dude, so this was recommended to us on our Discord. It was what? to us. <laughs> We're doing great, dude. Just keep it up. And uh, it was your idea. You remembered that it was uh, recommended to us by Joe Loves Comics. Make sure you follow Joe over on Instagram. Always posting cool stuff. I think Joe also has a podcast, so check that out. But um, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. This way overshot my expectations for what we were going to get into. I think I've, I remember you and I talking about this a long time ago, earlier this year, I seen this because you were interested in it when it was first coming out. I remember. Yeah. And I was like, I want to read this. Uh, It looked really neat. I I liked the premise and I just never got into it. And I think they, uh, I think volume two is out now or started. I I can't remember. I'll have to double check, but um, yeah, I kind of just. Um, just kind of forgot about it for a while until um, it was brought up on our Discord, and I was like, "Yeah, we need to read this." I've heard great things about it. I've always wanted to get into it. I I didn't know what to expect going into it, but man, I'll tell you what, it was it was pretty dang good. Oh, I dude, would say it was, it was really a it was, it was a banger, man. Dude. It was a banger for me. 
I wasn't expecting it to be so character driven, but it was so good. Every character was rad. Character fan- fantastic. So before we get into it, um, you want to give a little overview of the story or? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> Thanks for throwing it back. Uh, no, the kill lock is um, uh, sci-fi futuristic, like space story, I guess I would say. Uh, it follows these four characters um, that they're basically brought together because they have all done, or you think they've all done something wrong in their society. And so what they have done is they created this thing called the kill lock where they're all joined together. And if one dies, they all die. Um, and this was kind of because the people who were punishing them didn't want to get their hands dirty. So they figured they'd put them in this kill lock and send them away because then they yeah. have to like watch out for each other, stay above board. And, and yeah, the likelihood of them surviving is not very high because right. usually that, you know, you have four criminals bound together. They're not going to it's not going to work out. Yeah. And um it might change with with these four, you know? Mm-hmm. And just like you said, it's such a character-driven story. The four main characters are fantastic. I love them all. I love for them For different all, reasons. Yeah. They're, they're so awesome, man. Our first character, I think they call him the Artesian. Artisan. Artisan? Artesian? Either one. That's what they call him. Artisan. Artisan. Artisan, because I think Artesian is like bread. Artesian bread. <laughs> Artisan class. <laughs> he is like, um, he's like the smart one. And definitely Dude, did, say that. Super intelligent. Yeah. Before you go on. Yeah. Because yeah. we've, we've introduced him. Yeah. How wild was your introduction right away in the story to him? Oh, yeah. He is ruthless. Ruthless, dude. He's ruthless. He, he, mean. He, he, dude, straight up, just not a nice person. Um, super funny though. Like yeah. a lot of, I've found myself laughing out loud so many times with some of his one liners. Like I was uh-huh. dying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he definitely, um, deserves to kill Locke, you think? Yeah. For sure. Um, our, uh, another one of our characters is like, uh, I would say he's like a working class robot. Um, he's, was actually designed by the first character and, um, basically meant to, to be a a worker robot. Yeah. Blue collar robot. um, Yeah. He's got a little bit of a drinking problem. A little bit. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of what landed him in this kill lock. And it's not like he purposely did anything. It was just his negligence, I guess, ended up like crashing a ship drunk on the job yeah he had to open these bay doors ended up not opening one correctly or something and this ship with a bunch of people just went down no so he got that's how he got on the kill log and dude real quick what i really loved is as the story goes they they like throw bits and pieces of each character how they got to where they're at and i love that i thought it was rad so like you don't find out what they all did like all at once. It's like yeah. just put out there little by little for each character. And the last character was probably the craziest one. Who craziest you find out. one, dude. Do you um, remember what they call oh a, a Wraith? Yeah, Wraith. He was the third one of the, the third one, and he's just like a warrior. 
Yeah, dude, just a beast. beast of a warrior, like super strong, huge, way bigger than the other uh, three characters. He has all kinds of cool abilities. Just he can like you don't want to mess with him. And like the Ooh. whole like the whole world and like that they created know that like you don't mess with this guy. Yeah, and they're their the whole people. Their, go ahead. They're like their whole like civilization. Like they're the they're like the warriors. Yeah, they pretty much destroy worlds. Yeah. They're like sent to, they're sent to take people out, to take worlds out, planets out, whatever. That's, you send them in and they get the job done. And not even a lot of them, just a couple of them. Like, yeah, I think there was like three in that one story. Yeah. And then our last character, um, he's like an unfinished robot. And he, I think they just call him the, the, the young one. Isn't, Isn't that what they refer to him as? Yeah. Or the unfinished. Yeah. Either. And he's yeah. kind of like just a, just a young, he really doesn't really have much life experience, doesn't know really what he's doing. And uh, he ends up being really cool, though. Yeah. Doesn't know why he's there. But, dude, the artwork. Yeah, what like do you think when, of the art? I loved it, dude. When the Wraith is taking out those guys at the beginning. Oh, dude. So good. So good, dude. Yeah, and I just want to give a shout out to the the creators. Like when they when it's one person doing everything, I don't think he did the lettering. I think. Yeah. I think that was the only thing. But man, fantastic job. Yeah. Speaking of lettering, let me ask you a question. Oh gosh, I think I know what you're gonna ask. So the lettering, the lettering throughout is is all the same until the wraith. Yeah. dialogue comes out what do you think about that the difference with with his lettering and like text boxes and all that how it was different compared to every single character that we see throughout the whole thing i get it because they're trying to really let you know how different the wraith is just as a class but i hated it i didn't like it either and but all the classes are different so like why wouldn't you yeah. have yeah, you know why wouldn't they all be different? I just thought it was a little strange. That was my only like critique. But honestly, like I, it was. I got over it. Yeah, I noticed it right away, and I was like, "That's kind of strange." And then mm-hmm. by the time like I got through issue one, it was so good. I was like, "Ah, whatever. It's not a big deal." Yeah, yeah. But I did think it was weird. Didn't like it. I don't know why they did that, but like, look at this panel. I was just you, looking at it. Yeah, Love when you it. first meet him and he, he just kind of like steps out of that cave he's in in issue one. So good. But yeah, so we get these four characters and they're the most unlikely crew that, you know, all of them are so different. And um, they're basically like stranded on this island. They're trying to lay low, trying to, you know, figure out how they're going to survive together. Cause if one of them dies, they're all going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. The Wraith, he doesn't really have a chance of dying. Cause he's a beast. Like no one's going to mess with him, but he sticks out like a store thumb. Um, the, the, the working class robot, he has a potential to just drink himself to death. Cause that's all he wants to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. The youngling, he's not going to survive very long. So he's a potential threat to destroying them all. And then you have the smart dude, uh, as I like to call him, the artesian. <laughs> Super intelligent. So he he can, you know, he holds his own. And he's kind of like, I don't know if I would call him like the leader, but he's kind of like leading this, like the group, because he has a plan because they think they know a way to find um, 
a person to to get rid of the kill lock. Mm-hmm. They found a cure, yeah. Yeah, or a cure, or or the the person who created it can give them the cure to to get rid of this so they can go on and, and live their lives, right? So they're all on board. Um, they, they don't have any other choice. You know, they have mm-hmm. to be on board with this plan. Um, and so that's kind of where our story just kicks off of them on, on this mission to yeah. to survive to find this character and, and to, to, to get the cure so they can, they can just be free and live out the rest of their lives doing whatever they want, trying to mm-hmm. lay low. And, um, it leads them on some cool missions and some cool worlds with some pretty wild interactions. Um, until they finally get to the, the person who created the kill lock, it turns out and might or might not have a cure. It's kind of like, vague up into that point whether or not she means it you know yeah what was her name what was that character's name the lady with the cure (laughs) the axial oh yeah you're right yeah the axial and so she is the one who created this this uh kill lock for the the founders is that what they're called are they the founders yeah i think so or the foragers? Foragers. <laughs> hey, man, you throw it out there and it's going to sound legit to me. And um, l- before we get to that part, let me ask you one thing. Did you, what do you think of uh, the artesian's ability? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling him the artesian. I love that. It. It's wild. You're talking about how his his eyesight, he could see like the weak points and... Like how anything's made, like yeah, whenever way, he looks at it. Yeah, so his, um, I don't know, species of robot, the way he could... The artesians. Yeah, the, the artesians, the way he can visually see everybody else is he knows their weak points, where their like processors are, where they're... Like everything about him, he like just has this vision that he could see... And he, dude, uses it to his advantage multiple times. And it's so rad. Like, they come across another group of four who are kind of trying to do the same thing. And um, and he's able to take them out just because he knows exactly where to push. And um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. What do you think about the working classes when you find out that he's such an alcoholic that his blood has turned to acid? I thought that was pretty neat, actually. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I, I do. The characters, like you said, are so fantastic because as they go on this journey together, like all of them seem to be bonding and like coming mm-hmm. close, like becoming like an actual team. They're caring yeah. for one another, especially the, especially the young one, and they just seem like they generally genuinely like care for each other when mm-hmm. at first like they hated each other because the wraith yeah. he is like all about being noble being like respectful like his race was like they held high high standards you know and um they were just all so different and mm-hmm. you know over time they just come together and they're just like love each other yeah Oh, you think? Yeah, you think, because the wild twist at the end. So the Axial uh, doesn't want to give him a cure at first. Uh, but then 
the wraith, no, the the uh, artisan is so annoying to her that she's like, fine, I'll let you know where it's at. But it turns out it's a huge trap. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to explain the trap? Yeah, so the trap that they have set up is it, it's actually, when they get there, it's actually another group of four that, are, that are in the kill lock system. Yeah, they're going through the program. same thing that that they're going through, and there's there's no cure. And what they what they did is they they are like banished on this crazy remote island, and they're like, "You send me people here." Yeah, they teamed up with the Axial. Yeah, so they they kind of like, are yeah, they're working together, and they're getting the parts that they need. And she's sending people away from her. Right. And they need the parts so that they can keep living because their parts break down, wear out. And so they're getting new parts to rebuild themselves constantly. And they've been there for years. Yeah. Because yeah. there's just like so a, a, many. a pile of body parts in, in one of the scenes that I thought was super rad. And they all have that kill lock symbol on them. Yeah. So, you know, that they've been doing this for years. Yeah. And but then you find out that... Um, Two interesting things. One, that the Axial grew a conscience and didn't want to keep sending people to him, and that's why it's been so long. Yep, yep. Um, and you find out that they're, the group that's there, that's been there for so long, they have an artisan class that's super wicked, smart too, and uh, he's figured out a way to take the consciousness of other people in that same kill lock unit as, as he is. Yep. And so pretty much kill him, but then they all don't die because he's kept their consciousness alive inside of himself. Yeah, he like in, inserts their like processor into himself. Yeah, and now he doesn't have to worry about that weak link, that weak link on his team. Yeah, because he has like two behemoth like robot Dude. dudes on his team that he knows they're not. They're just these big old dudes, and that their their fourth one was their weak link. And he did exactly what you said, and now they don't have to worry about him, so they can yeah. stay alive. I don't want to spoil the ending. Ending, I it's know such it's a wild so twist. good. It's so, so good. good. I mean, it's been out for a while. You don't want to just let it rip. I just want somebody who hears this and wants to read it to be able to experience that part of the story. Yeah, the same way true. we did. Because it was nuts. I did not see it coming. No, without no. spoiling, what'd you think of the end? For one. It was um, something I never expected. Like, I always try no. to think, and me and you are always talking, like, how's it going to end? What's going to yeah. happen? Definitely something I never saw coming, but it was perfect. I mm-hmm. loved it. After I closed it, I was like, let's go. Like, I can't I believe that happened. Like, I went through a, like a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. No. And I don't even want to say why because it'll give it away. But um, yeah. I have a buddy who, when he read 8 Billion Genies, he, li- he liked it, but he was a little bit disappointed because he's like, uh, you know, why do these stories always have to have these neat and tidy endings? Like, why can't it just, he, he, I think he wanted the final wish to just be like realistic. Like yeah. someone's going to wish for something gnarly and the story is going to be just a wild ending. To me, this is that kind of story where it's like, man what a what a wild twist that is not really neat and tidy it's not the way you want it to go as you're reading the story it's kind of like a gut punch yeah but a good one like you're like okay this is cool and i can't wait to to read more like i already downloaded it did you then the whole next volume dude i can't wait to read it 
Yeah. It was fantastic. So if you haven't read this one, it's a cool adventure story, sci-fi. And I I know you said, well, I don't know if you said this live or you've just said this to me that you, you're not me. a huge fan of sci-fi stuff. Yeah. But I don't think you have to be for this one because no. the characters are so good. Even if you don't like sci-fi stuff, yep. it's done so well. I think you're going to really love it. Yeah. 100% agree. Um Sometimes sci-fi stuff just gets a little too weird and loses its characters trying to uh, push these weird technology things, you know. But this one was so centered on the characters and um, just the kind of, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but like the politics between them. And I don't yeah. mean that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Different like cultures almost. Yeah, and, yeah, dude. It was just so well done. The artwork is literally... It's these knees. Yeah. And uh, there's so many times in here where it blows your mind. Like when our artisan class guy meets the artisan glass guy from that world and kind of the twist there. It's like, like a chess match between yes, the two. Yes, dude. Like they're both exactly. trying to, they're both trying to one up each other. And you're like, okay, our guy, it, it, he might get smoked right here. That guy just mm-hmm. seems too smart. But then our guy comes, you know, he comes back with <sighs> something different and it's yeah. like they're playing chess. Yeah, dude, that's a really good analogy. So I don't know, man. I loved it, dude. I think anybody could could get into this and like it just because it's so, so rich with, with characters and the plot's yeah. really great. I agree 100%. I'm glad you liked it. I was a little nervous going into it because I know you, mm-hmm. you mentioned you're not the biggest sci-fi guy. And so I was like kind of nervous, but it ended up being so good. I knew after I read the first issue and I texted you, I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to love you it. Did. You're going to yeah. love it. Like, it's so good. And then I couldn't put it down. I kept, I think I read it all in one night. Like, we Usually I'll read a issue here and there, but I, this one, I, I couldn't put it down. I was like, I just got to keep reading it. It was that good. Yeah. Um. So what are you thinking? Oh, it, I, I'm giving it, I mean, besides the weird uh, thing we spoke about earlier with the text, like get that out of here. Cause it like, you'll notice it at first and then it just, yeah. it just goes away. But besides that, I'm giving it, I'm giving it a five out of five. Yeah. I, I loved it that much. Right on dude. What do you think? You doing the yeah. same or? I, 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 sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's rock it. Yeah. It was a banger. It was so good, dude. So good. I'm surprised because I didn't hear people talking about it. Yeah. I mean, there's so much out there, though. You never know. And yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. you're right. I, I can't even remember where I seen it. And I was like, dude, I really want to read this. But yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. So awesome recommendation. Um, keep them coming over on our Discord. We always love that. And uh, yeah, just a great book. Heck yeah, buddy. What a good read for the week. I wish I was able to talk to you about more because there, there's there's a couple of big books that came out this week that I haven't gotten yet, so I haven't gotten to dive into them. But uh, we'll chat it next week when we're hanging. Yeah, we're in the hanging. So a lot of stuff to catch up on, and um, I can't wait to chat about them. Yeah, dude. The only one I want to tell you about. Um, yeah, let me hear it. I got to check out that new Tony S. Daniel, the Edenwood. Yeah, tell me about it, dude. It was cool, man. I mean, let's just be honest. The story was a little clunky. There was parts of it that kind of felt like it picks up, it drops that part of the story. You're in a new part of the story, and the ending's a little convoluted and weird. Uh, but overall, it's a really cool world about this land where there's this huge battle between 
like these witches and this other group. And like once you're in there, you can't get out. And one of our main characters follows uh, her boyfriend in there and then she gets lost. And so he's like, he's trapped in there now, but he's trying to figure it out. But while he's in there, it's just a huge, huge battle between the witch and this other party. I can't remember if, if the witches are Edenwood or not, but it's the witch versus Edenwood or something. I'm not entirely sure. But while he's there, he runs into this demon slayer dude. Look at this guy. Dude, he reminds me of... um. Remember in the newest Doctor Strange movie when he kind of like turns into oh, that like yeah. that's what he kind of reminds me yeah. of that art right there. That's pretty neat. And uh so it's a cool world and there seems like there's a lot going on and the first issue really tried to to put you into it all, but it wasn't 100% successful at it in my opinion, but it did give did it, me Did a, it get you? Yeah, like I really want to check out the world. I really want to tune back in to like make sense of some of the questions that this issue kind of left you hanging with, you know? Yeah. And uh, the artwork is just phenomenal, dude. Phenomenal. So um, I'm excited to to keep up with it and check it out, man. It's definitely kind of up my alley. I like that kind of fantasy stuff. So Yeah, and, and Tony S. Daniels' artwork is fantastic. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you got into that one. Yeah, man. I liked it. All right. Well, don't tell me anything else. Uh, definitely no, don't it. tell me. Um, Lonesome Hunters. Yeah. I don't want to know about Lonesome Hunters yet. New Burn, I still got to read. Oh, you're not reading New Burn anyways right now. Yeah. So I'll catch up and uh, we'll get around to these next week for sure. Thank you, buddy. Did you, uh, did you have a chance to see what's coming out uh, this week? Yeah. What are you, what are you looking forward to this week? I've got um, not a ton, bro. I've not got a ton sa- on my list as well. Sacrificers Four, Avengers Seven, The Nasty Four, Terrace Apart Three, and one that I know you really, really liked, but you've already read. That's coming out in print is uh, Scott Snyder's Canary, Canary Number One. And yeah. from both of us, if you don't have a Comicsology or uh, uh, account and didn't get to read that yet, pick it up. It's wild. It's the artwork, the artwork is, is oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely worth picking up. And then one, I think I mentioned last week, but our source, uh, as usual was wrong is the trade paperback for, uh, a graphic novel that's called the unlikely story of Felix and macabre by, I think it's Junie Bob, but I could be wrong on that, but that's what comes to my mind right now. And it looks super cool about a little monster boy trying to overcome his, um, his status as a monster fighter. Nice. Yeah. I would say those are about the same for me. There wasn't a ton that um, I was looking at for uh, this week, but which um, is kind of nice. Cause it'll give us a chance to, uh, it'll give us a chance to catch up of, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Especially since I didn't get much in this week. So right on buddy. Well, nice hanging with you today, dude. What a great BO dead this week. Yeah, man. So good. Who was your favorite character? It like changed a little bit for me back and forth, like throughout yeah. the whole thing. Like, and I don't want to say, it, I went back and forth between a few characters, I will say, but I did like the working class dude a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I can't. Maybe maybe we'll talk about it next week. Uh, or I don't know. I can't say because I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this reminder: check out Frank over at Coffee and a Comic, and our coupon code, the Comic Book Layer in all caps. Save yourself fifteen percent. Uh, set up a poll over there. He's got it set up through, through previews, so you can get whatever you want. You know, trades, omnibuses, single issues, even. Pops, figurines. He's got it all over there. He's got it all over there. So check it out. Check him out over at check him out over on Instagram as well. Frank's a rad dude doing rad things. Heck yeah. Well, buddy, how can people keep up with the old lair? Definitely uh subscribe to our show wherever you're jamming your podcast. Uh tell a friend about it. Spread the word of the lair. We love uh meet new people. And uh leave us a review if you get a chance. We definitely would love that. Head on over to our Instagram at the Combo Glare and uh, see what we're getting into. And then jump on over in our Discord. Leave us recommendations. This is how we uh, got this week's B.O. Dub. Uh, we love we love hearing those and seeing what everybody's reading, what they're getting into. And um, yeah, stoked to meet you. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.